Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast, your week in IndyCar interview show. And who do we have? Famous race car driver, illustrious team owner. You know, got someone who doesn't qualify for either of those categories. Nonetheless, one of my favorite folks in the IndyCar paddock for a really long time. Also realized, Brian Simpson, it's time for folks to get to know you a little bit better. Back in the day, you were heckled by the mayor of Hinchtown, James Hinchcliffe, with a little podcasty thing he was doing as, I guess, super producer Brian, but also bleepity bleep producer Brian. Uh, folks have known you in and around this universe of IndyCar within the paddock, largely through the creativity that flows out of that beautiful brain of yours and a great tribe that you have assembled. So know that there's been a pretty cool evolution going on, Brian, with you in the business you've been in centrally with our two-time IndyCar champ, our newest Indy 500 winner, Joseph Newgarden, under the Dream Digital banner. There's some pretty cool stuff that's been happening there for you and your creative team and some new things happening. So I said, you know what? want to write about it, of course, but want to have you on the podcast so folks can learn a little more about you because I think they'd be surprised to learn how much of the content that they see from some of their favorite drivers on the good old uh, YouTubes and the Facebooks and the Twitters and Tweeters and TikToks and whatnot uh, comes from your creative team. So let me say a quick thank you first to our partners at the Justice Brothers torontomotorsports.com cooper tires and discount tire and then say brian let's talk about what's happening here what's coming in 2024 that's brand new pretty impressive stuff but also as we see in a lot of relationships this long-standing business relationship you've had with joseph under the dream digital banner that you've helped to create also reached a point where he said you know what we're going to keep going gonna branch off and do things on our own first and foremost like wouldn't be in this position if you know joseph hadn't taken a risk on me let's see six years ago and um talked me out into leaving my job at indycar and coming to work for him and you know ultimately the the trust he put in me to start dream and and you know branch out and work with other drivers and teams and sponsors and so you know we're we're in a really cool spot and we wouldn't be there without the support that he's given me over the the last six years, but, um, we are, we're moving on. We're, we're going to go do things separately. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, the, my client list beyond Joseph is going to stay the same. And, um, most importantly, my, my team is going to stay the same. Um, we're going to be a, a different name. So dream digital is not going to be a thing anymore, but, um, really excited about our, our new, our new name, um, which is going to be still house. Um, you know, I think, I think we're, we're positioned to do some really cool stuff here in the future. And, and a lot of this wouldn't be possible without the group that I have around me, including my team and you know my wife and family and everything. So um, don't forget your dog. Yeah, you love yeah, that dog. dog. We, we adopted a new dog. Um, his name is Arthur. He's awesome. Um, but but very lucky to, to be in this spot and, um, you know, really excited about what we've got kind of coming up. So still house. It's an interesting name. What's behind it? Because it is not 
motorsports videos and photos are awesome and it's not we're super extra creative.com it's it's a very it says a lot but i guess it could be interpreted in a variety of different ways where did you come up with how did you come up with still house and it, does that like represent you and your team of amazing amazing artists um so you know when we got to this point where we you know made the decision that we were going to rebrand and, and change our name um i didn't i didn't want to do it in a vacuum and you know not have the per- participation from my team and you know obviously they're super contri- creative people so i wanted them to contribute to that so i kind of gave everybody a you know about a week to come up with some ideas and and come to the table and you know we as a collective group come up with a decision and um, we landed on Stillhouse. and you know any, anyone who knows me personally or maybe even via twitter or social media um i, I like whiskey I'm a, I'm a bourbon guy yeah. uh, so you know that spoke to me a little bit it's obviously a still house is a is a building where they distill whiskey but um you know what spoke to me a little bit more about that is you know distilling obviously the, the most common definition for it is making spirits right but you know ultimately if you look at some alternative definitions for it you know, it's the it's the process of extracting like the essential elements or making the most pure elements out of another element. And I think that's as a group what we do. I mean, ultimately we want to try to create the most pure, perfect, shiny, awesome content to tell the stories or deliver the message or, you know, highlight a moment. And so, you know, I I think of us as distillers in a certain extent. Um, and that's kind of where we landed with Stillhouse and stuck with it. And, you know, thankfully my boy Barry Cantrell is a tremendous graphic designer and um, we let him run with the, the, uh, the name and he came back with some logos and we were pretty excited about it. So we stuck with it. So let's talk about a couple things. We'll get to some of those amazing folks you just mentioned who are part of the team, but where I have appreciated you for a long time in your former role, it started at IndyCar and I've always mislabeled whatever the heck your title was. And I think it moved around a bunch head of digital communication. I don't know, but you, I would say more than anyone else that comes to mind, you are centrally responsible for taking IndyCar out of the, yeah, we're going to go photocopy that thing to you. See, and we're going to fax you communicate. It was like, no, uh, we'll still do the things that are necessary to facilitate communications and promotions and whatnot of our series and work with the media, however they need, but boy, social media, digital content creation. This is really, truly, it's the wave of the future. Granted it had already been in existence for a good while and being used by other series, some other series. But you, I always think back as really the, the agent of transformation for IndyCar in that communication side of the building that said, hi, <laughs> uh, DVDs are cool. Blu-rays, the wave of the future too. But guess what? Digital, using our phones, communicating through social media. This is the forefront of what we have to do. And you were unrelenting in that mission. You tell me about that side for what you've done, Brian, because not only did you do that on the series side, but you, and there are some other agencies as well, like yours, 
uh, who provide these services in the IndyCar paddock and IMSA and otherwise, the, the primary areas you and I float within, where there's this more individual, personalized level, where you go, a Joseph Newgarden has a very active and powerful team behind him creating original content, whether it's bus bros or whatever videos it might be, and run down your list of clients, Jack Harvey and IMSA, Robert Wickens, where so many folks are accustomed to throughout the day looking at the social media feeds of their favorite drivers or teams. And what you've done and your team have done for many years is be the actual creative content side that's supplying this new kind of personalized service for drivers and teams. You've kind of spanned both sides. You talk about that because you've really been a pretty big player in helping to amplify this in the worlds of open wheel and sports cars. I mean, I, you know, I don't think I can take all the, all the credit certainly in, in, in the IndyCar growth and, and expansion into that area. I got very lucky in that I arrived on the scene in IndyCar when a very smart person was in a leadership role. You know him very well, Daniel Incandela. Um, you know, he was one of my first bosses and he really was a big proponent of pushing in this direction. And it was something that I agreed with and obviously bought into, but most importantly, um, he, he trusted me to, to kind of just pick up and run and, and push boundaries and, you know, run into things and maybe flip some tables over and maybe accidentally start a fire here and there and things like that. And, um, you know, that, that trust is honestly a a theme that I've had through my career and having great people around me that have enabled me to kind of push things to a certain extent. But, um, you know, I think when I arrived, the pieces were all kind of there to start to make this kind of digital transformation happen at IndyCar, but they weren't necessarily assembled. And Daniel was instrumental in, in helping assemble that and helping me assemble it and understanding how to assemble it. And, you know, then he, he, left IndyCar and uh, went into kind of software corporate world and, and moved on to some other things, but always stayed on as my mentor and gave me a lot of advice. But the, the biggest thing that I've always recognized in, in this space and, and kind of through this journey is, is, you know, you can't be afraid to take risks. You can't be afraid to push the boundaries a little bit. But the one thing that he always told me was if you can't measure it, you can't do it. And so we have to be able to know if something was a success or a failure and you can't just be shooting in the dark. So, you know, while we, we take a lot of shots, not all of them hit the target, right? But you at least know what does and what doesn't hit the target. And so, you know, looking at my time at IndyCar and, and the things we were able to do, you know, obviously everybody remembers the, the things that worked really well. There were plenty of times where things did not work super awesome. Um, but, you know, I'm proud of the work that I did while I was there and, and, the work that our team did while we were there and, and the corner we kind of turned and, and trying to be leaders in the, in the digital space. And, you know, ultimately that experience there informed me and, and educated me a lot in how I wanted to move forward in my career. And, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily expecting to leave IndyCar. I, I you know, was maybe a, approaching a point of burnout to a certain extent, but I think everybody has that happen at times in their career and certainly in times in the IndyCar season where you, you know, 
hit the end of the season and you're like, man, this has been a long year. I'm not sure I want to keep doing this anymore, but then everybody gets to January and they're ready to go again. But, um, you know, Joseph called me and, and offered me a job and, um, it was a new challenge and something different that I wanted to do. And so I, I, I left at that opportunity and that led to a lot of phone calls from drivers I'd worked with while I was at IndyCar, you know, asking me if they, if I could help them with things or, you know, they needed this project done or who, you know, this content created or ideas for social media. And, you know, I turned to Joseph after the first year I worked for him and just said, Hey man, like perfectly happy with the way things are right now. But, um, you know, there, there may be an opportunity here to build a business just based on all these phone calls I'm getting. Um, you know, if we don't want to do that, that's fine. Um, but you know, I think there's a, there's an opportunity here. So we took a shot at it and started dream. Um, Joseph obviously was our first client and, and partner. Um, and then, you know, Jack Harvey was our, our second client. And, you know, from there on we, we grew and, you know, work with Ed Carpenter racing with Robert Wickens, Scott McLaughlin, Meyer Shank racing, uh, Alexander Rossi, James Hinchcliffe, James Rowe, um, you know, kind of a, a smattering of people and then a, a ton of sponsors and corporate groups and things that, that are involved in motorsports. But the, the main thing for me in all this, as we were heading forward and, and taking on all these different clients is, you know, it all has to be authentic. And I think that's a huge piece of being successful in, in digital and marketing and particularly in branding. And especially when it comes to athletes is, you can't create cookie cutter content for, you know, six, seven indie car guys on the same weekend because it'll end up all looking the same. Right. And I want to, I want a slow-mo shot of the track signage on entry to the track, then some sort of slow-mo flag waving in the air, then a slow-mo shot of them climbing into the, I know what you mean, because again, <laughs> as a consumer and also a creator of these things, I do kind of chuckle where I'm like, okay the two minute and 20 second youtube slash x video that is pretty much the same dang thing with terrible audio and someone talking inside the transporter uh but instead of a wireless lav or whatever you're just getting all the ambient noise of the generator and you can be like oh they're just chef's kiss uh so yes to your point i appreciate the fact that while having many clients uh, you are constantly looking for ways. You are one of few people. Again, another thing I've appreciated about you for a long time. You are one of few people who are painfully aware and painfully afraid of conformity, repetition, and template mindset. And so it's like, right. oh, who's going to call me out for the cliche? You've always got that. And, and I'm not saying there's no slow motion of the flag or a getting into a car. I'm, but again, in, but instead of it being seven of those per day or whatever for the clients and they all look the same, uh, I appreciate the fact that you're always like, you are a great critic of your own content in your mind before it's even been created. And, and again, that that's, a, it's a great sensibility. I, I appreciate that. I, I, I will admit it is, it is real easy to get into, you know, a point in the year where everything starts to feel and look the same. And, um, you know, I think that's when I start to get nervous. Um, I, I also, you know, have a health, a healthy sense of self doubt to a certain extent, which I think keeps people motivated to, to, you know, keep pushing, keep working is I'm always a little worried that I'm screwing something up. So, um, but I, I, you know, I think 
that that authenticity, whether it be in you know creating the content or the music selection for some for videos, things like that, it's all that stuff goes into making sure that the content you're creating for each of these drivers or teams or sponsors is is uniquely them, um, and it's something that they're proud to to put out and, and showcase, and you know ultimately feels like it's coming from them, even though it's obviously been you know highly produced and shot on high end cameras, and they can't shoot themselves when they're driving and things like that. Let's talk about a couple other things, Brian. So I am a weird, I guess, entity within the general media space in so far that I don't do one thing and I come across, you probably come across a lot of folks who do one thing might be a writer, might be a a photographer, might be whatever, but I'm fortunate to be someone who pretty much from the onset of this new media career in mine and 2006 or so have done the reporting been a videographer little filmmaker whatever it might be photographer as well um get to know those who are really amazing in those various spaces and in your case you have barry cantrell that you mentioned and we love him. We accept the fact that, you know, he will in public wear a Tennessee Titans hat. You know, he's, he's brave. <laughs> we support his bravery, but um, he is all kinds of awesome. One of the great, not good, great motor racing photographers, young photographers. In particular, we see him again a lot in IndyCar now, but as a deep NASCAR background, you can send him anywhere. But for so much of what we get to see of his work, phenomenal open wheel photography and then just another layer of insane talent in alex wong where it's just like i hate you because you're not supposed to be able to be this good damn it uh yeah where we look at camden thrasher for example who primarily focuses in the racing world in sports cars wong is a bit Camden's a unicorn. We all accept that guy's not from earth. He's from outer space. That talent he has cannot be quantified by human measurement. I look at Wong in a similar sense in IndyCar where it's like, geez, your eye, your eye is just amazing. Um, and that's a no disrespect to others. IndyCar has hired some great folks. Uh, Joe Skabinski, Chris Owens, they're phenomenal. And you and I again can rattle off some other names folks listening here might not have a clue as to who they are but there are plenty of good photographers in indycar media centers very few i would refer to as great you've been fortunate to assemble and build a tribe with some great great talent supporting you you uh on the video side have been shooting editing producing and outputting phenomenal video content forever Talk a little bit about the team, because I know we're mainly discussing this kind of branching out onto your own and, and whatnot. And that's phenomenal, but I'm always giving flowers to your team. And it's also probably not a coincidence, Brian, that, you know, you get to race event X. It's common for whomever's in charge of that media center to put down little placards with who's going to sit where it's not uncommon for me to grab mine, <laughs> rip it off of the table and go sit somewhere near your team. 
because it's just such an enjoyable group but i also know i'm sitting next to like holy cow these people are so inspiring but tell me about this team that you have behind you because they just deserve our flowers uh, at all times and people tell you that from the videos or the photos that are outputted on a daily basis yeah I, I said this earlier but i'm i'm very 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 lucky and incredibly thankful for you know the group around me um you know alex and barry and i, I don't want to forget sean gritzmacher who's you know he's been a part of my team since i started at indy car um you know they're they're three of my best friends um they're wildly talented um the thing i i learned long ago with those guys is you you don't need to do much managing um you know it's it's they know what the mission is and stay out of the way and let them go create and they always come back with with unbelievable things and the stuff that i the the thing that i love the most about all three of them is um you know we were talking about kind of that repetitive nature and how things start to feel cookie cutter over time and especially as you get late into a season you're doing the same thing every weekend for months on end and you know, racetracks all start to kind of look the same, not to these three guys. Like they're always trying to figure out something new to do or something crazy to do or hatching up harebrained ideas. And, you know, not every single one of them works, but when they do, it's just stunning. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm honored that they put their trust in me to work for me and, and be a part of this business. But, um, they are world-class. I mean, Alex, Wong does things that don't make sense to me with a camera and I've tried to pry knowledge out of him to make myself somewhat better than mediocre in terms of photography and and I just don't understand what he does is he like a photography terminator from the future is he like a (laughs) t5000 model uh you know it would make more sense if he's a time traveler it would all make a little bit more sense to me if he was a time traveler but and um, you also mentioned grits like so his on track work phenomenal again same thing but sending Sean to pit lane with the instruction of get some candid photography and what he returns with. I don't know if it's because he's one foot three. I don't know if it's because he's, <laughs> you know, a, a compact uh, person and he sees angles that none of us can find. I, I know that's not it, but like grits as well where you go, okay, you have this team where you go, okay, anything we need. And here's the other thing too, maybe you can speak on this. You've been to St. Petersburg event 10 times, 20 times, I don't know. Name all the tracks we go to. If you are wandering out to corners with photography or video equipment, you've been to those corners a trillion times. Inside corner, outside corner, trailing shot oncoming maybe even overhead there comes a point where it feels like brian kind of run out of ideas you're like okay yep. uh, you know and th- that you hate that because you're like no no i'm in the creation department <laughs> but yeah. it feels like i'm cooking up the same old meal because i've been here so many times i've run out of new ideas that's a big roadblock for anybody and everybody especially someone like yourself who has a creative agency in charge of doing new and different and unique things. Yet your team is seemingly always able to go, you know, normally I stand here to get this killer shot that I love. And I don't know why, but I feel like I need to take 
14 steps to the left. Uh, and so it's the same general area, but whoa, the light is hitting the arrow screen or the this in a different way. And the glint coming off of the, our driver's helmet is a little, the constant search for things that are new, slightly different, just something where you go, wow, beautiful. And you got to do that again next year and find something else and something else. You guys have been particularly adept at that as well, which is just another hallmark of phenomenal folks uh, in their particular industry. Yeah, I mean, the, those guys, the level of preparation that they put into getting into a race weekend is 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 crazy to me. And it's 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 been eye opening and and positive for me to be around it, just to understand their thought processes um, when they approach a you know series of sessions over the course of three days and at the racetrack we've been to a hundred times that hasn't changed shape or anything. Um, you know, I think you look at Alex and I give him a hard time for it, but he spends time watching onboards from cars heading into event weekends to try to get ideas for different places to, to see different things. And they're both looking, all three of them are looking at, you know, sun calc and, and trying to figure out where light's going to be at different times of day. And, you know, I mean, they're they're looking at different styles of photography and renting equipment and incorporating flashes. And, you know, there's just they're always trying to bring some new element to things to, to spice it up. And, you know, I mean, Wong's notorious for shooting weekends on film and, you know, a week later coming up with this wild set of photos that are, you know, shot on this camera from 1920. And I mean, he, he's just they're All three of them are just highly, highly creative, highly talented people that great incredible work and the the thing i appreciate about them the most aside from all this creative stuff is we have fun doing it and as you know mm. you know it's a it's a grind through the year like it's you, you're gone a lot you're away from your family a lot it's hot it's you know you're staying in hotels and airbnbs and you know it's there are great times and some venues are better than others and you know great experiences but throughout all of it all three of them are able to smile and have fun and laugh and good day, bad day, you know, it's, it's always a pleasure to be around them. And I, I think that's been a big part of the success of our, of our group and our business is, you know, we don't, I don't try to stress anybody out from my side of things, but all three of them are really good about picking each other up and, and keeping the ball moving when someone's having a bad day or, you know, trying to make a joke or have a good time and laugh. And that's super important to me. I mean, as you know, I'm well-versed in sarcasm. I, I enjoy laughing and <laughs> having a good time and, um, they're, they're a big part of making that happen for me every weekend. And I'm super thankful for that. Two things here, uh, before we say farewell, Brian. So on the topic of sarcasm and fun, I don't remember exactly what it was called, but fans, IndyCar fans did start to notice among a select group of drivers in interviews on NBC or wherever else press conferences, some strange words would start popping up and, you know, <laughs> I forget Joseph's like, you know, slap my behind and slather me in butter or whatever, you know, but right. And my backs call me a biscuit. Yeah. That. Yeah. Sorry. I might've taken that one a little farther. Um, <laughs> the pure fun and mischief that's gone on, right. And coming up with kind of the, the driver, uh, word bingo and, and, Obviously, the Bus Bros was, you know, really uh, successful and, and kind of 
revolutionary is probably overstating things, but drivers have done their own thing for a while now, but rarely have we seen the, Hey, okay, we're actually going to have a quasi talk show theme show, something show and make that a, a very thematic item that folks can enjoy and get to know Scotty Mack and, and new garden and newer different ways. Scotty Mack really was the, the winner if you want to call it of the bus bros thing, because I loved the guy, the moment that I got to know him and he was one of those people that if you spend a few minutes around him, you just, you love everything he's about. He is truly a bro. Um, but in a professional environment, driving for Roger Penske, not exactly allowed to be his free flowing self. Given this outlet though, he became on top of his driving skill that might have attracted folks. Just huge fandom followed here in the States. It really introduced him to American racing, open wheel racing in a brand new way that has endeared him like so few these days, Brian. That's been one of the things you've done for many years, Joseph's yet another, right? Coming up in the, the junior open wheel, great kid, fun kid, playful a little introverted though, right? And as more success came his way in IndyCar, might've locked things down a little bit, become a little more, you know, straight laced. Bus Bros, a great vehicle to let some of that more fun side out. Tell me about that side of what you do, because it's another area of, of appreciated with what you do. And there are, again, some other agencies out there catering to the paddocks you and I play in who are good at doing that as well, of saying, hey, folks know you on camera, driving a race car, spraying champagne, professional setting, but the real you, the quirky you, the funny whatever side of you, we're going to work to bring that out in kind of a a non-overproduced, gimmicky way. We're going to let folks see the real you good or bad, weird, awkward, or otherwise. I mean, Rossi's a perfect example, and yet <laughs> folks love it because, you know, if you did something that was scripted and, and whatnot, folks would go, nah, this is garbage. You're trying to feed me something that isn't real. Tell me about that approach, brother, because it is one of the unique things you've been able to do and succeed at with your clients for a while now. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, at its at its core, the – the ideas behind whether it's, you know, bus bros or a video blog series or, um, you know, Joseph submit one or Jack's, you don't know, Jack, it's ultimately fans want to feel like they're a part of something. Right. So they want to feel like they're in a club. You've got, you know, your prude day stuff and that group highly passionate, love, love the camaraderie and, and everybody wants to feel like they're a part of something or on the, you know, part of an inside joke and things like that. And, and that's where I think those things kind of came from. Um, you know, bus bros in particular, I didn't know, none of us knew what it was going to be. Like we harebrained idea. Let's do the show. We had no format, shot the first episode, sent it to Penske PR to make sure that we weren't going to all three lose our jobs on the back end of it. <laughs> uh, the, the response we got was, uh, it's a little long and I don't understand it. Um, and my response was, well, neither do we. So it, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens here. Um, and so we, we posted it and it, you know, turned into this thing and 
you know, I think it was just kind of this unique scenario. Like, I don't think I could recreate it again. If someone put a gun to my head and said, you know, you've got to create this, the new version of this with two other guys. Um, it just happened that the three of us worked really well together, got along very well, had very similar senses of humor and just basically spent a lot of time talking trash in a group chat. And that was what informed the show moving forward. And it was fun because it, you know, allowed both of them to kind of step outside the race car and step away from, you know, being the, the, the shining examples of IndyCar drivers and, um, showcase their personalities and allowed Joseph to pull back out of some of the personality that he, you know, tightened up a little bit when he, when he moved over to Penske and show the fun side that I knew was in there and, and the fun loving guy that he is. And it allowed Scott to be the absolute like weapon that he is. Um, my favorite thing about Scott is, you know, people ask me always like, how do you get him to wear the inflatables or how do you get him to do this? Or how do you get him to do that? It takes no convincing. You just say like, Hey, and he's like, yep, okay. Like, he doesn't even push back, doesn't, there's no question. Like, there were so many things we were going to do that we didn't do that I sent the idea to him, and he was like, I love it, let's do it. And then when we got time to do it, I was like, this is a bad idea, we should not do this. But it, he was just so willing to jump in and do all of it. And it, it was really just kind of this perfect storm scenario with, with the three of us, and particularly with those two that, um, you know, created this unique content. But it, it comes back to what I said earlier, which is, for all of it to be successful or for any of it to be successful, the guys have to be, or the guys or girls or whoever, the subject of the video, they, they have to be authentic and they have to be themselves because particularly in this day and age with how everybody consumes media and how much media is thrown at people, it is really easy to see through, you know, a facade and, and scripted things and things that are fake. And, you know, Rossi's a perfect example of the guy's, authentic the person you see on tv is the alexander rossi away from tv like he's he is himself all the time and i love that about him and i think that's why people like him and scott and joseph and you know graham rahal and, and those guys have all built up big followings and and big fan bases is because they are unapologetic unapologetically themselves at all times and sometimes you know it may rub people the wrong way here and there but that authenticity is what endears people to drivers and, you know, subsequently their content and video series and Instagram accounts and things like that. It's just that they are themselves all the time. The awkward pause with Alexander Rossi. <laughs> um, let's close on this brother. So you mentioned you're continuing under uh, a new name, different name. One yes, that evokes a uh, fine distillation of, of spirits, highly spirited uh, digital content by and large. You have uh, the same great team behind you, in front of you, alongside of you. You have a bunch of great ongoing clients. You looking to grow and expand? You looking to hold on to what you got and just kind of perfect that and you're in the first year is... Uh, under this this new soloish venture uh, post dream, I should say, are you building out anything uh, at your your base of operations to do anything new and interesting? What uh, what do you see when you look to twenty twenty four? Yeah, I mean, you know, growth is always the name of the game, right? So we're we're pushing to you know get new clients. We're I'm very lucky in that the people I've worked with in the past, um, you know, are, are staying on and going to be a part of part of our program and continue to work with us. And, 
you know, we've got some fun, new, exciting stuff. We're working with, with Graham's new Moto America teams. Graham Ray Hall. Yes. Graham Ray Hall, um, Ray Hall Ducati Moto. Um, we're going to do some cool stuff with, uh, their, their motorcycle team, which, you know, it's been the last time I was around motorcycle racing was when MotoGP came to the speedway, which has been quite a while. Um, so that's, that's an exciting new development for us. And, um, I think probably the, the biggest piece and the biggest development for us is we are going to have a studio space in Indianapolis. Um, we're going to have about a 1400 square foot, 13, 1400 square foot studio space in Indy, excuse me. Um, that'll have, you know, a flush mounted rotating floor so that, you know, we can do some really wild and crazy stuff with, with race cars or motorcycles or performance cars or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, it's, it's kind of a unique situation here in Indianapolis, you know, despite the fact that there's obviously a lot of car based and motorsports based industries and businesses here, there isn't really a, a studio space that's able to support, um, those industries the way that you might see in a Los Angeles or, or other parts of the country. So it puts us in a, in a pretty cool position where, um, we're going to have some space that I think will be pretty highly sought after by, you know, those, those groups. And it obviously allows us to do some really creative stuff for our clients and in a space that hasn't existed before. So, um, you know, still house studio is going to be a, hopefully a really big deal here in Indianapolis in July when, when it launches and, um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Happy for you, brother. Truly. When I first started to hear about this, I'm like, you know what? I love it. What you and Joseph did and created together was excellent and just love the, the timing. He's obviously, you know, only gone upwards, having great success in, in his life and career, seeing you taking this, uh, in a familiar, but also adding some new layers to what you're doing and also under a, a new name is really excellent. I would expect we'll see some of the other folks in the same, uh, content creation game, whether it's Mike Kitchell and, uh, and whatnot at catalyst three seventeen or the co forces and such there's, there aren't a ton, but there's a couple of houses like yours who take care of the paddock. I know what Matt Cleary and the Sunday group, they, you know, similar range of offerings, uh, maybe more on, on the written and and PR side, but there's a number of great little houses who not most fans don't really know too much about, but they see the byproduct of their work constantly and might be interested to learn that if they've become a fan of a name, the driver, uh, name, the team, in new ways or different ways through that content that's being created. Like it's folks like you um, and some of the others that I mentioned who are the drivers behind this. And so it's just so cool to see sport is only getting better, more popular and growing because of, uh, of folks like you uh, and all the rest that I mentioned. So Congratulations, man. And, uh, I'm sure <laughs> I'll be seeing you and the team here before too long, probably at Daytona, uh, and then all over the place with IndyCar and IMSA and whatever else you guys might be getting into. I appreciate that, man. Thank you, you know, for having me on here and allowing me to talk about this. I've, you know, you've always been a, a sounding board and a support for me and a big proponent of mine, which I appreciate a lot. I've been very lucky to have a lot of people that have been, vocal in supporting me and i appreciate that out of you 